Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. We're just really honored and thrilled today to be able to bring to you live from Kabul, Afghanistan, Colonel Chris Strickland. And he's just an amazing and remarkable man on many fronts. And we're going to talk about some of the things that he's involved with today that maybe you're going to want to be involved with too. And we're linking everything up so that you can find all the links. Um, We're going to have them on our Facebook page. We have them on our website. And they're probably flashing before you now. the generalleadership.com is an amazing nonprofit foundation. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Memorial Day and what it means to Colonel Strickland and the men and women who are fighting right now as we speak. And as many of you know who've had family in the military and maybe have served yourself, Memorial Day is almost every day when you're in the military um, because it is a, a a very fragile world that we live in, and most of us know people who've been affected one way or another um, by by their military service and the price that's been paid. So thank you, Colonel Strickland, for joining us today. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me on. Well, what's been going on on Memorial Day? How is it observed overseas? You know, I'll tell you, uh, Memorial Day is over here because it's 2.30 a.m. in Kabul. But yesterday, uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to take the afternoon off and let everybody put their uh, physical training gear on. And we had a barbecue and threw some horseshoes and played some games around the courtyard for the afternoon. It was an incredible, incredible afternoon of fellowship with our team. That's just really good to hear. So you get to kind of relax for a few minutes. Yeah, we do. We do. And, you know, you get so close to the team when you work with them, live with them, uh, drive the streets of Kabul with them. It's an amazing experience we have in the military of, of the relationships we build with the people we work with, live with, and it's just awesome. Well, and that's kind of what you guys have tried to bottle up and take forward with you into this generalleadership.com nonprofit foundation where you're – giving leadership advice from America's most trusted leaders, you guys, which is an understatement, and trying to make a difference and and have an active conversation between yourselves and Americans and probably around the world to inspire positive change. You know, that's true, and it's something we're incredibly excited about. It is a nonprofit. It's set up with all volunteers. And uh, it's a, we have a written blog, we have an audio blog, we have a video blog, and it's our opportunities to put together the leadership we see every day in the military of all services, Air Force, Marines, Navy, Army, because we are really surrounded by such amazing people. And this is our avenue. Um, last year, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff put out a decree in the public affairs arena that said he wanted us to us military leaders to connect with society because there's such a bridge to be made there but it's a it's a deliberate one because we're very comfortable in our own world like you are there we are here and we we hang out with people like us that that share our uh, work 
It's just by chance of who we're with, and we, we don't cross streams very much. So this is an avenue to take peop, uh, commanders who have led, both back in the States and in war, and pass along the uh, uh, leadership lessons that we've learned, and the engagement we've received from society has been phenomenal. Well, you're getting some really good feedback, and, I, and there's absolutely a, a market and a listenership for what you guys have to say. Um, these 20-second sound bites that, that you do were, and are 200-second sound bites, which comes about three minutes, where someone comes on um, and they do a video chat type of thing with with the, with the leadership um, instruction tutorial so to speak, and you have several of those, and, and they come on periodically on your website. Um, very, very fascinating, and just in that three minutes, what you can get out to somebody as far as advice or, 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 or leadership or mentorship is invaluable. Well, uh, thank you very much. It's a, it's a new thing we started last month, and every Tuesday we have an audio blog that comes out. We have it on iTunes as well as generalleadership.com. And on Thursday, we have a video blog that comes out. And we sat down and talked about it, and leadership blogs are incredibly popular. There's plenty of them out there. And we looked at it and said, what is so popular about what makes people engage with blogs? And we decided it's the size. Most blogs are between 400 and 1,200 words, which only takes you a couple of minutes to read. So we went out there and looked at the videos and found out that a lot of the videos, most of the videos are 30 minutes out there. I don't have time. In all of our schedules, we don't have time to give 30 minutes to pull out a couple of nuggets of, uh, of information on a normal routine basis. So what we did was we took a blog, and about five to 600 words is about a three-minute talk, and that's where that idea came from, and it has been amazing with people subscribing to our feed at generalleadership.com and, and the engagement we've received off that short amount of time. And, and most of the, the people contributing are – active duty still, just, just like yourself. That's right. That's right. Most of the people right now are active duty. We're actually uh, engaging some general officers that are retired. We started that this week with a new program we have called LeaderView, which is basically where we send out a packet, we interview them, they give us their leadership lessons, and we turn that into a blog so that we can get different interviews because not everybody's a writer. I love to write. I enjoy it a lot, but not everybody really wants to sit down and write. And so this leader view um, concept we have allows them through the interview process to get those points of leadership out to everybody. And that's our goal is to try to pull as many leadership principles from as many different military leaders as we possibly can. And, and these messages then go out to anybody, right? You don't have to be in the military. You just could be a parent or a coach or a teacher or someone – starting out just graduating high school or in high school, wherever you need mentorship can come from anywhere. That's exactly Your right. Audience. It, is, it is all the audience. And, and I'll tell you, we just started a reader survey this month because we wanted to know how it's grown. We have, we have grown fivefold in the last two months, and we're excited about that growth, but we wanted to know who we were talking to. And we started a reader survey on our website, which everybody is welcome to go take. We actually ask you to go do that. And what we have found out is that the majority of our readers are not military. They are civilian. And we have some, we have some uh, school leadership that are involved. We have CEOs that are involved. And that's the beauty is it's people who 
are finding out that leadership is truly universal and the principles carry across whether you're sitting on the battlefield or in the boardroom back home. And that's the beauty of the website and, and what we're trying to take to everybody. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a monthly show on Sirius XM on Patriot Radio. And has, has that been going on about a year now? And it's just once a month, right? It, it sure has, Lori. It, uh, last month was a one-year anniversary, and uh, that radio show came about, and it is phenomenal interaction. We get an hour every the first Wednesday of every month on Patriot Radio and just engage in, like you know, whenever you're on talk radio, it's amazing the things you can learn from people on both sides. And that's ultimately don't – we're getting things back. And what is that? We get to share lessons with people who aren't in the military. We get to hear lessons from the football coach at the little hometown from different companies, and it is a give-and-take relationship we're trying to, uh, to develop here across all of these mediums. And like you know, a radio show is a great way to do it because it's real time. Absolutely, right. And the radio shows now, they live forever. So people can be accessing these. I, I get a monthly report probably like, like you guys do, um, and, and it shows how many people listen – and, and, and there could have been a, sh- a show that I had a year or two ago, and it may have a thousand listens in one month. That, so that's you know that that show is still appealing to people, and that is what's so great about what you guys are doing. Because if you can't listen right now, you can listen on demand when you're ready. You can go back through the archives, and and you can look on your site, and you can find all these you know these true leaders, these true heroes, these true patriots who are walking the walk, not only do they talk the talk, they walk the walk, and it's, and it's not political at all. It's just common sense, and it's, um, it's about change, and it's about being responsible and being accountable and being humble, and that really are the foundations that America was, was really based on in, in the very beginning. You know, Lori, I thank you very much. There is no bigger compliment you could give to general leadership than what you just said. And uh, some of the things everybody doesn't realize is because we are still active duty, we're not allowed to talk politics, and neither do we want to. Because once you take the politics and that aspect of emotion out of it, it's amazing what boils back when you're not segregating the populace into political beliefs or anything else. When you can truly talk about leadership principles and and positive change and how to do better in your organization. And that's the other thing we found as we go forward is, you know, multi-billion dollar organization, the same principles that will make positive change there can go to the elementary school for the principal to make changes in their school. As long as we take that emotion out of it and we all work together because we're all citizens, that's what we are. We're all citizens first, whether we're over here in Kabul, uh, you're over there on the West Coast. We all just want to make a better society, and that's what we're trying to do through general leadership. Mm -hmm. And right now the youth, I think, is is kind of confused because they do have so many political messages coming at them, and that, I think, turns them off. And so then they just kind of disengage because – you know, it's there's right and wrong on, on both sides, um, whichever side you're kind of in the middle. But um, so I, I think if, if you're young especially, and, you know, maybe you're just tapping into kind of a consciousness in, later in life, um, you really want to look for honest answers from people that you can really trust 
to move forward as a foundation to then go forward and, you know, and, and, and join a political system one way or another. But, but you need to start somewhere. You need to have basic foundation. And who better than the new guys who have this wonderful message who are actually in the trenches, literally, um, to, to be able to say this is how we live our life every single day. This is how we try to um, – lead by example. This is how we try to have a team spirit. This is how we try to move together forward as a group and not as an individual. And like you said, when, when you can do that, everybody wins. That's it. And it's like we talked about at the beginning of your show. Uh, we are all over here from all different walks of life, all different branches of service. We have 13 countries working with us right now. And putting together a team a life-or-death team from just kind of the coalition of the unlikely. And, and what do I mean by that? It's everybody from different walks of life that come over here, and we build a team with what the people we have, and they are amazing. This is the most amazing team I've ever seen in my life. And those principles that do things like build that team go across every aspect out there. And one of the other big feedbacks I've heard from this general leadership is – when people come in and say just what you just said, hey, I didn't think we could connect with somebody in Kabul, Afghanistan. But the Internet, the Internet's a beautiful thing because it takes away all those barriers. It takes away the miles. So I'm 8,000 miles away from you right now talking to you on my iPhone. My wife just tagged in to listen to the radio down in Alabama, and we are all connected around the world. Why don't we use that to learn things from each other and to increase conversations? And like going back to what I said, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in his article to, to all the military, he wanted to connect the warrior to the citizen, the person who's 8,000 miles away to the person back home who is paying taxes and want, needs to know what's going on in the leadership of their military. Well, it's it's amazing how uh, active you all are on social media as well. I mean, you are in Afghanistan right now, and almost all these uh, team members are very accessible through Twitter. You're all on Twitter, and you're all talking. It seems like that you have a lot of conversation going back and forth with people talking to you and wanting to um, engage with you from from the United States and and maybe from all over the world uh, to where you are. Um, in Afghanistan at, at this time. It is, and Internet, we have, uh, our Internet comes in on a radio signal, and it's really amazing. I'm talking to you across the Internet right now. Um, and the ability to do that, as my wife reminds me all the time, that way I can work my day job during the day and work general leadership at night, and night over here happens to be your day back home. So it time-wise, it works out so that the two don't conflict with each other, and I can deal with it in my off time. Uh, when I'm not doing my primary duty, and it, that's the reason I think we're so accessible is because of the time difference and because we're not at work here when you're at work over there, if that makes sense. And, and the mm -hmm. Internet, just uh, Twitter and writing articles, uh, blogs, audio, video, and it's like you said about your radio shows. You can track all that stuff and watching them, watching to see what countries, that's what we track too. We also look at what countries they go to because we're obviously focused mm -hmm. on the United States. We published a blog two days ago that went through 53 countries within 24 hours. That's an amazing aspect when you really see the reach you can put out on the Internet and how much people want this type of information. It's, it's a great thing. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the, the world has just become such a, a small, small place. What made you, Colonel, want to join the military? Uh, Joining the military. I came from a fairly non-military town uh, in Alabama, and I wanted to join the military because I wanted to fly. My passion was for flight, and uh, I do love everything about the military, but that was my motivation as a child is I, I saw movies, I watched fighter aircraft, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go supersonic and see what that felt like. And uh, that was my avenue to join the military. So I went to the Air Force Academy and came out of there and flew F-15s for a little while, flew F-16s, uh, went to Iraq, did a lot of different things in the flying world. And, and it's just flying is such a rush. And the military is too because of the leadership aspects and what – what you have the opportunities to do. And uh, that's what pulled me in and the leadership, the uh, opportunities to uh, take other people around the world is what has kept me in across the years. What would you say to young people right now who who might be contemplating a career path in in the military, especially now, you know, we've, uh, um, it's Memorial day. A lot of reflection is going on right now. Um, it really is an honor to serve, I believe. Um, what would you say to those young people from someone who's, who's living it right now? You know, I'll tell you, I had, I've had this talk routinely. We have uh, four children, one of which is in college right now, and he considered going in the military. And uh, what I always say is no matter what you do when you grow up, whenever you get older, it needs to be something you enjoy. It can't be about the money or those type of aspects, it has to be something that every day when you get up, you enjoy what you do at work. And whenever you go to bed at night, you have to say, I made a difference. And that's, that's not just the military. That's coaches and volunteers and DJs on the radio that are bringing information out there. It needs to be something that is, makes you successful on the inside. And the military, and, and I know you've heard this many times, um, but the military is about serving, like you just said. And it's about the motivation to serve and the reward from that service that keeps us here day to day. You know, I'm away from my family for a year. So my wife's taking care of the kids back home. I'm in Kabul, Afghanistan for a year, just like our multiple thousands of our uh, warriors right now. Why do we do that? It's not for the money. It's because of the service, and we're doing something that really means something significant to us. And honestly, it takes something like Memorial Day. Everybody thinks Memorial Day and Veterans Day and those type of events really spikes um, the recognition of the military, and they do. I'm not going to say they don't, but the amount of times we hear, thank you for your service. Like you said, we're all on Twitter. You can look through any of our Twitter accounts and look how often every day people tweet us and say thank you for what you do, and that means so much. It really does. I try to go back to every one of those people and tell them how much it means because when you're away from your family, it's good to have total strangers go, hey, we appreciate what you do, and we know what you're doing over there. Um, so that is the motivation of the military is, is just the recognition. And, you know, walking through uh, somewhere back home in my uniform, it, you can really feel how much affection people have for the military. And uh, it is a it is a very proud moment in the military whenever you can do that and get those thanks from people. Well, that is – Really a, a nice thing to hear, and I'm glad to hear that, that that you feel like the tide is really with you instead of against you. And I, I will just go back. If, if, if people do not have any um, 
recollection of what military life is like, they really don't do it for the money. I mean, there really is. You're not in it for the money. Um, it really is a, a call almost um, to serve. And you had sent me some information on, on the beginnings of uh, how Memorial Day even started. started um, after the Civil War. It was called Decorations Day. And it really came out of a humble and reconciliation heart that from the people that started Memorial Day, and that's really where we're at with it even today. It was kind of a reflection period of time, a day to, to, to reflect on, on, um, on sacrifices made by many who went before us and, and, and many who will continue to lose their lives in the defense of freedom. Um, it was a very great article, and you actually tweeted that, and it, it really went well. There was a lot of uh, positive feedback on that article that you sent out. Yeah, it's, uh, I had the opportunity to live in Columbus, Mississippi. And if you go to the Internet and look up to figure out, to determine how Memorial Day started, there are so many different stories and there are so many different states who claim to have started it. But living in Columbus, Mississippi, there's a small cemetery there called Friendship Cemetery. And the reason I really enjoy Memorial Day is what it stands for. You know, there's memorials everywhere. There's monuments everywhere. There's a Confederate memorial in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. That's beautiful. But in Mississippi, at Friendship Cemetery, back in 1866, there were women laying wreaths on cemeteries, on uh, graves. And what had happened is it was a cemetery that shared both Union and Confederate soldiers. And at the time, you think about 1866, some of those graves were getting good attention and some were getting bad. And this group of ladies decided that they were all warriors for whatever they were fighting for and that their families who were in the north deserved to know somebody was taking care of those graves. So they started taking care of both sides, the Union and the Confederates. And it was really a bridging of those disagreements that, you know, we have to take care of those fallen in war, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. And that is, in my opinion, how it started and how our beliefs of we can overcome any barrier um, if we just look at it the right way, if we just are willing to step across some of those divides and, and look at the pure humanity of it all, and, and we all really just need to take care of each other. Yeah, absolutely. And that then it goes back to your fundamental cores that you guys are trying to build on with the General Leadership Foundation. And again, people can go to generalleadership.com, but it goes back to responsibility and accountability and promoting growth and influencing change and being humble and really just very building blocks for life, for a good life, for a productive life, for a, a life that's good to your fellow man. Um, and that's why I'm just really excited to learn about this, and I hope everybody else is too, because you can go to generalleadership.com and you can tap into so many different avenues, the 200-second um, blog posts, you can in, into writings that, that have been done. Um, you have a vet-to-vet -vet connection where you're serving those who have served. You, you, you have that. Can, can you tell us a little bit about the vet-to-vet -vet connection? Yeah, the vet-to-vet -vet connect, we're really excited about that. We've only started it this month. And what it is, it goes back to bridging through technology. So we have a lot of VA homes, a lot of, a lot of our vets from past wars who are now uh, living the life of the injuries they received during those times. And there's not always the connection there with some of them. So what we have 
is uh, we actually engaged a company last week who donated 25 tablets uh, because, again, generalleadership.com is a not-profit. There is not money flowing into it, so we have to go out and uh, get other people to enjoy the cause for things like this to go. So we are engaging the VA, two homes on the East Coast as our starting group, and what we're going to do is we're going to preload these with software so that we can connect through the Internet, both through phone call and video, and they're going to be in the homes for the people. And then we're going to find active duty people or people who are more capable not in a home of veteran type uh, uh, experience, and we're going to connect them twice a week, 30 minutes at a time, so that we have a tablet, the phone rings, and we have that connection just to share experiences, share connection. What we don't want is our warriors in those homes who are not getting the interaction or the attention they deserve. And so all people need is an avenue to connect. They need somebody else to lay the groundwork to make the phone call happen. And there are plenty of people in all walks of life willing to give their time, willing to give their effort. We are just there to bridge that gap. And through vet to vet Connect, we should have it up and running uh, in about the next three or four months so that we can have these calls. And you and I take for granted the fact that I picked up the phone and called you and we're just interfacing, but there are people in these homes that don't have anybody to interface with. And that's our goal is to get them some interaction. First of all, we all have things to learn from them. They have years of experiences that we can learn from on the receiving side. And what do they need back? They just need some of that human engagement, some of the talking, somebody to listen. And that's why we're excited about Bet to Bet Connect. We just added a page to our website, so you can go learn it a little bit. We're still developing it. We had a business meeting last night to uh, work on the fundamentals of how this is going to work. But we're incredibly excited about this because we think it's an untapped market uh, to connect volunteers with people who need some time volunteered to them. <laughs> this is just incredible because this is our active duty military, and this is what they're doing in their downtime. So talk about always doing something for America. When you're working, you're working for us. And then when you're off the clock, so to speak, if you're ever really off the clock, you're thinking about us. <laughs> and <laughs> so it's really, it just really makes you proud, makes me proud to be an American and really want to help with what you guys are doing. It's, it's, it's amazing. What do you want us to do? What, what can we do, Colonel, moving forward to help you guys? Uh, the biggest thing is engage. Engage with us. We're doing our best to engage with you, but uh, if you go to our website and look at our growth plans and, and our strategies of what's going on, you'll see in there that we say this has to be a deliberate effort on both sides because we can push it out there, but if people don't engage back, it's not going to connect. You guys can want it in the civilian world, and if we're not engaging with you, it's not going to happen. So we need a deliberate effort on both sides so that we can take our collective experiences and make it the better tomorrow for all of us in all of our society and all of our military in our world. And we have to break down those boundaries. Generalleadership.com is there to break down the boundary to allow the civilians, the citizens on that side to connect with military who are in the military and living it every day. That's the avenue it is. So we just need that engagement. We, like I said, we have that survey out there for people to tell us what you want, tell us uh, what mediums you want it in, and that's the reason we offer it in, in audio, video, and written, because sometimes I want to download a podcast and go listen to it while I'm on the treadmill. That experience shouldn't be taken away from me because I don't have time to sit down and read a written blog. So we want everybody to have their avenue that they prefer, 
The video is there. If you want to see us sit down and read a blog, that's what we do. We talk about it. We have other. We have a tweet chat. I have a tweet chat here in about 30 minutes, which I really enjoy those. I'd never done one until about a month ago, but it is amazing the engagement. In one hour of a tweet chat, we end up sending out about 500 tweets in the whole thing. And even though it's short, short sentences, the leadership principles you can discuss in that amount of time is like us talking right here on the radio. It's whatever avenue is that you want on the Internet. It's out there. So engage with us. Go to the website. Send us messages because we're, like you said, all of our free time that's not devoted to our primary duty during the day, we are spending on this website and connecting with people as much as we can. Well, there you go, America. You should be absolutely, if you weren't proud of your military before, you should really be proud of them now, fighting for you by the day, and then at night they are still thinking about you and trying to inspire positive change. Absolutely incredible. And Colonel Chris Strickland and everybody who's involved um, in this project and everybody who's fighting and serving around the world and here at home, you know, thanks just can't be said enough. I absolutely think that Congress should be giving more money, um, but that's a whole other show. But in the meantime, we will thank you for your service, and um, I'll continue to lobby my congressman for advance and military pay uh, because you guys are priceless as far as I'm concerned. Well, thank you very much, Lori, and I would be amiss if I did not – a lot of this is military, but if you look on our website at our curators, over half of them are not military. These are civilian people who engaged with us in the beginning, some longstanding friendships of uh, General Michelle, who actually started the concept. But if you look on that website, you'll realize it's not just military. There are civilian people who engaged that said, we need this. This is how the idea came about. And so it's an amazing team we work with across general leadership. Uh, different ages, different career fields, and that's what I enjoy the most is sitting down in a business meeting and learning from the team itself because it's an incredible incredible team we have building this. Uh, so thank you very much. Thank you for this time because it's the ability to get the word out that allows us all to get better, to grow, and to spread our message. So thank you for the time on your radio show, and I've really enjoyed it. Oh, me too. And, you know, like, like we were talking about off air, I really do believe that the majority of people want to serve in some capacity. They just don't know where to get started or don't know how to go about doing it. But if given the right tools or given pointed in the right direction, um, they will rise to the occasion. And this is exactly the, a very great place to start, which is the generalleadership.com. Um, so, Definitely start pointing people there. If there's any um, one who's, who's who's looking for leadership um, advice or skills or wants to get involved somehow, this is a fantastic place to start. Uh, Colonel, hang on just the line just a second, and um, and we're going to go to a short break, and and I'll be right back. Okay. I want to thank Colonel Chris Strickland for coming on. Please. Support them and all the great men and women at generalleadership.com. I'm going to play for you a song by Ray Bolt. It's called The Call. It's, it's about seven minutes long, but I really do encourage you to listen to the whole thing. It's, it's about service and honor and, and it being an honor to serve. It starts out um, with President Ronald Reagan. I'm giving a, a brief intro to this song based on Jeremiah Denton and, and his service in being a prisoner of war for almost eight years in Vietnam. And I encourage you to listen to Ray Bolt's The Call, and I'll be right back.
don't have to turn to our history books for heroes. They're all around us. One who sits among you here tonight epitomized that heroism at the end of the longest imprisonment ever inflicted on men of our armed forces. Who will ever forget that night when we waited for television to bring us the scene of that first plane landing at Clark Field in the Philippines, bringing our POWs home. The plane door opened, and Jeremiah Denton came slowly down the ramp. He caught sight of our flag, saluted it, said, God bless America, and then thanked us for bringing him home. No. 
Hey, we want to thank Colonel Chris Strickland for coming on the show. He's a very, very busy man. And you can follow him on Twitter at Chris R. Strickland, S-P-R-I-C-K-L-I-N. That will link you to many other of the team members. And I encourage you to support them at the general generalleadership.com. Thank you very much for joining our discussion today on Memorial Day with Colonel Chris Strickland from Kabul, Afghanistan. Have a great day.